It's time for the BCHL Podcast. Here's your host, Jesse Adamson. Hey there, welcome to the BCHL Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Adamson. Once again, we have the focus on the NCAA and BCHL alums that are making a mark in college hockey. This week, we have another two great guests for you. First up is Jordan Kawaguchi, last year's finalist for the Hobie Baker Award, and he's also off to another great start for the University of North Dakota. We start with Kawaguchi, who spent four seasons with the Chilliwack Chiefs, including two as a captain in his final two seasons there. And he's now in his fourth season at the University of North Dakota and was also named captain for his senior season. So far this year, through 14 games played, he has four goals and 12 assists for 16 points. We caught up with him a couple weeks ago to discuss the NCHC pod, which he was a part of in December. His Hobie Baker finalist season last year and his decision to come back for a senior season at UND rather than turning pro at the end of last year. So, Jordan, you were named uh, the NCHC Player of the Month for December. Uh, You have 13 points through 10 games so far this season. Uh, Obviously off to a good start, but uh, in your own words, how are you feeling about your game through uh, the first month of the year? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I think uh, it's, it's gone okay so far. I mean... Uh, just trying to figure out uh, uh, the different uh, different way to play this year, just with no fans, and um, we're, we're in a, a bubble for the, the first half. So um, you know, this year's kind of a, kind of unexpected, and you got to just kind of roll with it and um, just try to do the best you can. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that bubble. That was my next question. Uh, they called it the NCHC pod. Um, so you were you were in the the pod or the bubble for most of the month of December. Uh, what was that experience like for you? Uh, yeah, it was a good experience. I mean, um, you know, it, it was it was definitely uh, it was pretty cool to be a part of, and um, you know, obviously all the volunteers and put on uh, put so much effort into it and. Um, you know, but, uh, yeah, it's, it, it was a cool experience. Obviously we we're super fortunate to, uh, play, play games and, um, you know, not something I, I would love to do again, but, uh, you know, it's one of those things if you have to do it, you have to do it. So, um, yeah, it, it was a cool experience. Um, but yeah, like I said, not, uh, not something you want to do again. Yeah. Sounds like it. Uh, so it was a pretty condensed schedule in, in the pod as well. I believe you guys played 10 games in uh, 18 days, which is uh, pretty unusual for a college hockey schedule when you're typically only playing on the weekends Uh, with uh, that many games in such a a short amount of time. um, How did that uh, affect you personally and the team as well? Yeah. um, I think, uh, you know, obviously our team was, uh, we were ready for it, but uh, you know, things happened in the pod. Uh, We had guys leave for world juniors and uh, a couple of different injuries and, so I kind of played a toll um, on us a little bit, but obviously, uh, you know, our, our overall um, record was uh, was among the, the top top of our conference. So obviously, um, you know, we we feel pretty good about how we played. But yeah, like I said, um, you know, we playing that many games in that many days it takes a toll on your body and um, you know hips, backs, whatever it is. But uh, yeah, I think we're we were ready for it and we knew we were, we were getting into and, um, you know, we feel pretty good about how it went. 
Looking back to last year, uh, you had a, a pretty incredible season. Uh, you were a Hobie Baker finalist, one of the, the final three, uh, one of the top scorers in college hockey. Um, compared to your, your sophomore season and your junior season, um, how, how were you able to make that jump uh, over the offseason there in between? Um, yeah, I, I think it kind of went for our whole team. I think, uh, we got, everyone got a year older. Everyone had one more year of experience. I think, um, you know, we had more confidence going into the, the last year. And, um, we knew what to expect. Uh, you know, we didn't lose too many guys. We had, you know, our core group stick together and, uh, kind of similar to this year, um, with our, with guys coming back and everything. And, um, so yeah, I, I think just, you know, not only for myself, but for our whole team last year, I think, everyone knew what we, we were capable of. And, um, obviously we had to, to learn a couple of games in how to play and, and, uh, what our game had to be. And, um, once we figured it out, we were, we were on a roll from there. So. Yeah. After the, the season ended and it was a, a premature end to the season, obviously you guys didn't get to, to finish what you started from a team's perspective, uh, because of COVID and, and everything getting shut down. But it was, it was kind of widely expected that you, you would sign with a pro team given how successful you were in college hockey last year. But, uh, you decided to come back for one more year at North Dakota, play your senior season. Uh, what, what went into that decision for you? Uh, a lot of things. Um, you know, obviously uh, I'm not going to name all of them, but, um, I think uh, a couple of different ones are, are, uh, you know, the guys that, uh, are here at school with me. Um, you know, no one left really, uh, from, from our team and, and signed. Uh, I think everyone had a commitment and said, you know, we're going to come back and, and finish what we started. And, um, you know, I think that's how everyone felt. And, you know, another thing for me was, was confidence. Um, you know, I think, I'm confident in this league, but, you know, I need to make sure that uh, I'm confident going into, into the next step. And, um, you know, that's just what it was for me. I think that's, that's one of the biggest things. I think it's a big thing for, for everyone making the next step is make sure you have that confidence to do it. Um, I want to make sure I, I do have that. And, um, you know, I just think that after this year, I think, you know, things can get even better for myself and, and the rest of our team. So uh, I'm really excited about uh, the opportunities in the future. And switching gears here, I just want to ask you a little, a little bit of a more personal question. I was talking with uh, our our uh, our team in Chilliwack here, um, just getting a little bit of background. I know uh, your grandfather uh, was was a big supporter of yours and a big part of your your life, both uh, at and away from the rink. Uh, I know uh, he unfortunately passed away not too long ago, but can you maybe just tell us a little bit about his story and why he was so important and so inspirational to you? Yeah. Um, he was, uh, he was a really quiet guy. He didn't talk a whole lot. I think, uh, anyone that really ever met him and, or knew him well kind of w- would say the same thing. He, he didn't talk a lot, but, uh, you know, he was one of those guys that just went about his, went about his thing and did what he had to do. And just, you know, learning his, his, uh, his life story and, and hearing everything they had to overcome and, um, whether it be, you know, the racial stuff or, um, you know, uh, making enough money to bring his family over. Um, you know, he, he was a family, family man first and, um, just hearing everything he went through through his life, it, you know, it kind of, you know, pushes me every day to, to be better. And, um, you know, it's, 
it's uh, it's, it's tough to talk about someone um, that uh, that helped you so much, and you can't say enough good things about uh, about a person like that. Um, I'm super fortunate to have had him in my life for sure. Yeah, then I appreciate your honesty and your your candor there. Um, and I know uh, you're also very close with the rest of your family as well. Um, what what do they mean to you personally? And and obviously, family is really important to you. So maybe just let us know why, um, in your opinion, family is such an important part of your life. Yeah, um, you know, not just my my intermediate family that. Uh, lives close to me in, in BC, but, uh, you know, my family that I have in, in Alberta and my family that I have in California, I think, um, they're all a huge, huge part of, of where I am today. Um, you know, they supported me so much, uh, throughout, throughout my younger years and, and it's only grown, uh, to, to now. And, um, you know, I wouldn't be here without them. That's for sure. Uh, obviously my parents, sacrifice a lot uh, for myself and, and my three younger brothers and, um, as well as my grandparents both my grandparents uh, you know sacrificed a lot and, and helped us um, you know get to where we wanted to go whether it be driving us to practice or, or games or, or whatever it is when you know our parents couldn't um, you know family is a big thing to me right um, and you know I think that's it's special to, to anyone um, and just anyone that, uh, that has a, a family like mine I think is going to tell you the same thing. You know, we're super close and uh, we all have each other's backs and um, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of your family um, and kind of going back to the, the BCHL days here. So um, I know you're from Abbotsford and, and you played all of your, your four year BCHL career in the, the city of Chilliwack, which is obviously right, right beside uh, Abbotsford, just a short drive. So uh, what was uh, what was that experience like getting to, to play in front of family and friends um, playing your junior hockey so close to home? Yeah, it was, it was great. Um, obviously, that was uh just worked out um, really well uh, the way that uh, things kind of fell into place uh, right from when I started playing at league um, you know being able to play 20 minutes away from home my parents always came to those games um, and then obviously with our division being you know within an hour you know Langley Coquitlam Surrey um, we were able to uh, I was able to have my family come and watch me play a lot um, and it, it, it was really special to me um, because they you know, they did so much for me and, um, to see, you know, to see me play, that's, you know, and, and have fun and, and do what I do. I think that's, that's, that's all they ever wanted. And, um, you know, obviously they, they've in the past years, obviously can't, they, they haven't this year, but, uh, in the past years they've come out and been able to watch me, and, um, here in North Dakota. And I'm, I'm super fortunate to have that happen. Um, obviously this year uh, they can't and that sucks but uh, yeah I think that time in Sherlock is, is really special to me I made some some really good friends there within the organization and outside of it um, you know I think they're, they've become part of my family and my family's become pretty close with uh, some of those people as well so uh, very fortunate in that way yeah, I just want to build on that last part there. Um, you mentioned the Chiefs organization, and I said earlier that you spent all four years there. Um, so you, you obviously have a great understanding of, of the team and, and uh, the kind of operation they run there. So um, just um, in general, what are what were your impressions of uh, the Chilliwack Chiefs? 
Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously we, my first year we weren't, uh, we weren't the best team in the league. Uh, we had to kind of, um, reset and, and refocus and then we did that. And, um, I think the organization does a great job of supporting players and, um, trying to help them, you know, get better and, uh, move them on to, you know, whether it be college hockey or wherever it is, uh, you want to go. Um, and, you know, I think, uh, Without without that organization, I don't think I'd be where I am today. Uh, just because of you know the the confidence that I was able to build through through them, and uh, obviously I was close to my family, and that helped out a lot. But um, you know, knowing getting to know the people in in the front office, and um, just the friends that I made, um, you know, it, it was I was just very fortunate to see how um, how well it was it, it was put together and. Um, being a part of that organization is something I, I, I'm very prideful of and um, I'll cherish for a long time. Yeah, you were you were named captain in your last two seasons there in Chilliwack and uh, now you're the captain at, at North Dakota. Um, so just obviously that's a role that you have experience in and, and I imagine you're comfortable in, but um, just, just wondering like what kind of leadership style do you have and, and why do you think you're able to excel in the role of captain of a hockey team? Yeah, um, I think for me, I think I, I try and uh, lead by example as much as I can. Um, you know, and you know when something needs to be said, obviously, uh, you know I think that's what the captain should do is step up and, and say it. And um, you know, I, I, for me, I think if you're not doing something and trying to tell people, other people to do it, I don't think it, you know it goes over as well. And, um, so I think I think for me, I think you just have to lead by example as much as you can. And, um, you know, like I said, one thing that's to be said that we said and, and step up and, uh, and say it. So, uh, that's kind of how, how I like to do things, but obviously it's, it's not the only, only way to do things. I, you know, I like to, to learn from other, from other guys and, and hear what they have to say. And, um, but yeah, I think that's just how, you know, I've kind of operated since, uh, since Sherlock, uh, for sure. And, um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, even though and we talked about this before, but even though it's such a strange season with COVID and you guys were in the bubble before, but um, just uh, that aside, what are some uh, personal and team goals that you have uh, this year in the the twenty 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 one season? Yeah, I mean, uh, for us, we wanted to come out of that uh, the pod first and foremost uh, at the top five league, and uh, that's what we did, and then. Uh, moving on to the next step would be winning our second half, and um, from there, winning uh, you know winning our, our conference championship, the Penrose, and then moving on and winning our uh, conference playoffs, and then eventually making it to a national championship game, and um, you know winning that. And I think that's that's every college hockey team's uh, goals. But um, you know we we kind of have a saying right now; it's called unfinished business, just stemming from from last year and um, knowing our our season got cut short and, um, knowing that, you know, we had a chance at, at doing something special. I think we, uh, we kind of carried that momentum over and, um, you know, it's, it's kind of, we have the same goals as, as we did last year. And, um, you know, we're really focused and, and, and driven to, to achieve those. 
um, l- looking ahead beyond the season, and I know you you got lots lots of work to do and, and lots to focus on this year that you just outlined. But looking ahead, uh, this is obviously your season. Uh, sorry, your senior year at North Dakota. So la- last year of college hockey eligibility. Uh, so w- what are your plans for the future, and what do you think your the next step in your hockey career is? Yeah, um, you know, I, I don't really like to, to think too far ahead. I know, I you know, I. In the back of my head, I know it's uh, what's coming, but um, you know, I, I'm just taking it game by game, day by day. Here, enjoying my uh, my last few months in you know, as a college hockey player, and um, you know, I'm I'm excited for the future, obviously. But uh, you know, I know we have a, a job at hand, and and uh, to achieve something special this year would be would be unbelievable, especially uh, making it your your last ride. Um, you know, I think that's how uh, how my whole my whole class feels. All of our us seniors, and um, yeah. So, you know, I, obviously, the future is um, exciting, but uh, yeah, I just kind of take it day by day and, and focus on now. All right. Well, I just wanted to to wrap up here with one question. I actually wanted to ask you about your dog, Scarlett. <laughs> uh, speaking uh, with our Barry Douglas there in Chilliwack, the governor for the Chilliwack Chiefs, he uh, he let us know that your dog is living at his house. Are you are you sure you trust that guy with your dog? <laughs> uh, she seems to get, get treated pretty well. Uh, I see pictures once in a while. She's uh, she's doing all right. It looks like I think she's a little bit spoiled, a little bit more spoiled than she was at my house. That's for sure. But, uh, no, I think Barry takes good care of her. And, um, so it's good to see she's doing well. (laughs) Great. Well, I appreciate the time, Jordan. And, uh, thank you so much for joining us and good luck the rest of the season. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you to Jordan Kawaguchi for the time. Next up, we chat with Arizona State freshman and former Merritt Centennial Matthew Copperud. Copperud played two seasons in Merritt from 2017 to 2019 and is in his first season at Arizona State University where he's making a huge impact already. Copperud leads college hockey with 12 goals in 17 games. We caught up with him to talk about his hot start, his time in Merritt, and his personal goals for this season. Oh, Matthew, you're on fire to start your college career. You're actually leading all of college hockey with 12 goals so far this season. Um, what's been working so well for you? Yeah, I mean, I definitely have to give um, huge props to my line mates. Um, we started the season 0-4, and then we switched all the lines up versus Wisconsin. And I got put with uh, Jordan Sandu, who also played for Vernon. And Demetrius Kalonzis, and it's just been clicking with those two ever since. Why do you think that's so? What uh, what seems to be working with those two guys? I think um, they're just two super smart players that know the game really well, and they know that I like to shoot the puck and stuff, and they're not too worried about if they're going to shoot it. They're just worried about working hard and making the right play, and then I just try to find the open ice for them for them to hit me. So this is only your freshman season, and usually when you, when you look at college players, it usually takes them a while to kind of get acclimated to college hockey. But that has not really happened for you. Um, why do you think you've been able to step in and be so productive right away? I just, I definitely think it's. I had a good summer and was working hard in the summer, just trying to get bigger, faster, and stronger. And then I just stepped in and I wasn't even expecting any of this to happen. I just tried to play how I play. And then luckily enough, it just has been working out so far. 
Yeah, you mentioned Jordan Sandu, who's a, a former BCHL player. There's actually uh, a handful of you guys who used to play in the BCHL. Is that something that uh, that kind of that comes up in the dressing room or anything? And if if there is a, a, a BCHL alumni in the room, does it make you kind of um, maybe chat with him a little more often than if he wasn't? You already have that in common. Yeah, we definitely know who all of us are. I mean, we all played in the same league. Like Jack Judson, Carson Kosobud, um, both Vernon, one Penticton. So there's still kind of a rivalry that goes on and whatnot. <laughs> More of the point that happens is they chirp merit for having such a nice rank, which <laughs> that's the mainly the topic of the room. <laughs> Uh, yeah, another one of your teammates there who played in the BCHL, Evan DeBrower. Right? We actually chatted with him a couple of months back, and he had really great things to say about Arizona State as as a school and and as a hockey program. But I know you you've only been there a little while, and things are, are quite different this year because of COVID nineteen and the certain restrictions and protocols that are that are in place. But so far for you, what are your impressions of the school? How's it been since you got there? Yeah, it's awesome. Every everyone down from the hockey ops to the coaching staff to everybody, it's been nothing but good things. Everything that goes along. I mean, our coaches this year were able to set up a twenty eight game season for us, which is incredible during the pandemic right now. No one was would have thought that would would have happened. So that's pretty special. And then ASU as a whole, I, I mean, I haven't really got to see much of it. We've been pretty much in lockdown, but I've heard nothing but great things about it. Yeah, you mentioned the schedule uh, in your last answer there. Arizona State is uh, is an independent, which means for for those who don't know, they're not part of any specific conference in college hockey. So this season, you're playing uh, uh, Big Ten teams on the schedule. Um, f- for you guys, what's it like playing those teams over and over, but knowing you're not actually competing against them in the conference standings, but you are kind of competing against them to to have that good record and possibly get into the tournament at the end of the year? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely something that we look forward to every day, getting put in Big Ten teams. I mean, none of us would have thought that we would have had 28 games all against Big Ten teams. And it's definitely hard competition playing against these guys, big, the big schools like Michigan, Minnesota, over and over. But I think that just helps us in the long run. We win or lose is just making us a better team. Yeah, and schools like Michigan and some of those other Big Ten programs, they're, they're pretty prestigious programs. And I know uh, if if there were fans, that would be it would be one thing coming into buildings like that and, and taking on the team. But even without fans, just being around those programs um, and those uh, those players, what's it been like for you to to step in and, and maybe play at a University of Michigan or, or something like that? Yeah, it's 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 a really amazing experience and everything. I mean, going into the Big Ten, everybody knows who Cole Caulfield is and all those players. So it's definitely special to play against those guys and being able to actually beat them and compete against them, which is which makes it a lot of fun because everybody in the world knows who Cole Caulfield is on Wisconsin. So for us to come in our first series against them and beat them, it's just a really cool experience for the whole thing. 
switching gears here, I just want to go back to your your junior days. And you started full time with the Merritt Centennials in the 2017-18 season, uh, but you you kind of really took off that next year. Your produ- production jumped up signif- significantly in that second year. Um, in your opinion, what was the biggest difference from you when you compare those two years in Merritt? Um, I honestly think my first year it was it was tough for me. I was coming in. We I was on a very old team that year. I think we had, we had maxed out 20 year olds, all six of them and everything. And those guys just got the opportunity more. So I didn't really get to showcase everything. So then I just made sure I kept working hard and stayed on stayed focused and stayed on track. And then the year after a lot of those guys left and then it was pretty much my turn to step up with all our same guys returning. And then it was kind of a breakout year for me that year. Yeah, that second year, uh, you guys had a great team that year. You look, you look at the roster, and there's a ton of guys that were on that team that are now at the college level and doing very well, like yourself. Um, when you look back to that second year, I know maybe the the playoff run didn't end the way you wanted, but um, what, what are your your memories and your thoughts of that team? Yeah, that was by far, I would say, probably the most special team I've ever been a part of in the locker room on and off the ice. We were just all so connected because we were all pretty much there the year before and we all kind of went through the same thing. And then the year after we all kind of took off and we, I think we tied first that year in the league. I think we tied with Penticton, which was incredible for us as like players. And then especially for the town of Merritt, that town's really never had anything quite like that. So for us to be able to do that was awesome. Yeah, and your coach in your time there was was Joe Martin, and he uh, he since moved on to Alberni Valley, but he he won the BCHL Coach of the Year um, in that in your second year there. That ended up being his final year in Merritt. But um, what was your relationship like with him, and, and do you guys still kind of keep in contact? Yeah, our relationship was definitely, uh, I mean, really close. He trusted me as a player and as a person, which definitely made me more confident on and off the ice, which then helped me get my commitment to ASU and just let me do my thing on the ice, which was awesome. And I mean, to this day, we'll still text every now and then, but nothing crazy. But I mean, he helped me get to where I am today. And you, you've talked a little bit about the the city of Merritt and um, uh, first about the, the small arena that they have there and then kind of the, the reaction around town. But as a Centennials player, uh, what was your relationship with the community there? Uh, like when you're walking around town, what, what kind of interactions did you have with some people that may recognize you? Yeah, it's definitely you walk around that town. Everyone knows who you are if you have a merit hoodie on or if you don't you're like a little celebrity of the town you go into the subway there they know your order so it's it's pretty special to play there i mean especially that year we're doing so well so everybody really knew who you were so you could walk into walmart and you can be handing out autographs to kids and stuff which was a really cool experience yeah, one one other experience you had there, and I know it wasn't a positive experience, but I wanted to get your thoughts on it. Um, you were uh, uh, actually living in the, a billet house that caught on fire while you were in Merritt and ended up playing the next night. Um, but maybe just give us a, a quick rundown of what happened there and what your memories are of that situation. Yep, I remember that story like it happened last night. I mean, so we played West Kelowna on a Friday night last game of the year and 
we got home probably around 1130. It was a home game and we were all asleep probably by 12. And then around 530 AM, I was sleeping upstairs and I saw all the smoke in my room and whatnot. And I couldn't figure out what it was. And all of a sudden I heard all the billet, the billet dad, the billet mom, Jess and Rich screaming to get out of the house. So we end up sprinting out of the house. My billet brother on the same floor had to jump off the balcony from the back end and run out. And then as we got across the street, about five minutes later, the whole house just collapsed. And then the firefighters said if we were in the house for 40 more seconds, we wouldn't have made it. So, I mean, that's wow. a pretty crazy story. Wow. Uh, and yeah. uh, from a, a terrible situation, I, I think some di- good did come out of, out of that. I remember um, the town and, and other BCHL cities as well, kind of rallying around it after the, the story was told. So um, w- what happened there with, with the community and other communities kind of coming together? Yeah, it was awesome. I, so we, I think we actually played Langley maybe the next night. And, um, of course me and my billet brothers had no clothes. None of us had anything anymore. We lost our phones, everything. So I remember our coach, he took us to the clothing store. Um, the team gave us like, we could buy whatever we wanted to get for clothes through the game. And then we went to Langley and Langley donated a bunch of money to myself and my roommates and, um, my billet parents. So then it just kind of kept going from there on and every team started donating. We played with Natchee in the first round. They did something intermissions to like raise money, which was really see really cool to see the hockey hockey community all come together for that. Yeah, that's great. So, um, yeah, moving, moving on from that and, and getting back to hockey here and, um, just talk, talking with people around the Centennials, uh, about you in preparation for this interview, they, well, something that came up was you, you've kind of always been a player that's willing to try things on the ice. Um, an example was a couple, uh, between the legs goals on, on penalty shots or shootouts. So, um, what, in your opinion, what, uh, what gives you the confidence, um, that, to try things like that and maybe things that some other players wouldn't be comfortable doing in a game situation. Yeah, I definitely think it's the coaching staff who I play for. I have to know that they can trust me because if I go out there and the coach doesn't want me to do it, then I definitely won't do it. And I'll be a little, maybe too gripping my stick too much. But in Merritt, I know Joe didn't care really what I did. So on penalty shots, I would go through the legs and work because I'd have so much confidence with it. But I like to just try stuff new and figure out what works because a goalie is not going to expect you to come down and go through the legs or do something crazy. He's just going to expect you to do something normal. So I like to be someone that switches things up. Last question for you before I let you go. Um, just wanted to ask you, players, uh, they often come into a season with some goals in mind, maybe from a personal or a team perspective. But for you, um, at the start of your college career, with how well things have gone and how successful you've been, um, do you think you kind of need to reassess those personal goals? Because maybe you're you're already ahead of where you, you thought you would be at this time? That's Yes. I came into the season, I was hoping I was just going to get in the lineup. That was my initial goal. It was just to try consistently stay in the lineup every game and fight for a spot. And hopefully I can play the next night. So, I mean, that definitely has changed from now. I mean, I still have to fight for the lineup. It's not guaranteed, but that was my original goal is just always make sure I'm in the lineup. Well, 
you you definitely accomplished that. So uh, congratulations on your your early success here uh, at Arizona State and all the best going forward. Yep. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks a lot to Matthew Copperud for the interview. And another big thanks to our first guest, Jordan Kawaguchi. That'll wrap things up for this edition of the BCHL podcast. As usual, thank you to our producer, Greg Ballack. Thank you all for listening, and we'll talk to you again in one week. <laughs>